ان الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ومن ولا وبعد مايربن سيسترز there is a famous teaching story in america called the carpenter story and the story goes that there was this contractor who had who used to build houses and as you know mostly in in america and north america basically america canada houses are built of wood everything is wood all the beams and this and that is so he had this master carpenter who used to build the houses for him and he worked for him for 30 35 years close to 40 years and uh, did a good job he used to do his work so one day he decided that he wanted to retire so he went to his to the boss to the contractor and told him that look i have worked for you for all these years and i want to retire now so give me whatever terminal benefits you have to give me and let me go so his boss said to him that i let you go but i have one final house that i want you to construct you build that one house and you can go this man felt resentful he said what is this i mean i worked for him for so many years and all that what is this one house why should i build one house let him build somebody he's got people and all that why does he want me to build so anyway his boss said no no this is one condition you want to go build one house so anyhow he he had to listen to him so he said okay so his boss showed him a nice big plot of land so he said the house has to be built here and he said that uh, normally i used to come and supervise and once in a while i used to come and check and so on and so forth, but now i have no time so i am going to leave this entirely to you do whatever you want build it however you want i know you will do a good job i leave everything to you use whatever material you like design it whichever way you like go talk to the architect uh whatever you like i mean this is a house that i want you to build and i'm not going to be coming to check what you are doing and not doing and so on just do whatever you like take the help of whoever in the organization that you need and build it so this guy thought the longer this thing takes the longer i will have to be here i want to retire and go so he built the house but he did it in the fastest way that he could do it which means that uh, you know normally if he had a staircase it would have these nice banisters and they would be carved and he forget all this everything takes time right he would have a uh, beautiful parquet flooring beautifully joined you know, forget all that and put some tiles right uh, he would have the best kind of uh, sanitary ware and in all kinds of faucets and showers and say so, yeah forget all that put one tap one shower khalas right so this way even material i mean sometimes you know some kinds of wood are not easily available there is high quality wood uh, lasts a long time looks beautiful but obviously it is not available easily which means that you are there is a waiting period he said forget all that get some plywood and do the job right so he did this whole thing he finished his house in record time fastest house that he ever built in his life 
but it was slip shot it was all kinds of shortcuts this that and he came to his boss and he told him you told me to build this final house i have done it the boss said you built it faster than you ever built any house in your life he said yeah so the boss said no problem thank you very much i appreciate the fact that you did this last job for me here are the keys to that house that house is yours he says that is your terminal benefit you wanted me to give you final benefits before you go this is my gift to you that house belongs to you and that is the famous carpenter story why am i telling you this story to remind myself and you that we are those carpenters in this world <laughs> we are the carpenters in this world allah subhanahu wa taala has given us this time this life and allah subhanahu wa taala said that do whatever you like <laughs> do whatever you like janna is a flat piece of ground right there is nothing in it your jannat and my jannat is a flat piece of ground there is nothing in it you want trees plant trees you want gardens plant gardens you want rivers make rivers you want palaces build palaces right you want uh, ferraris and mclarens get them whatever you like whatever you like allah subhanahu wa taala did not put any condition to say you can have this and you can't have that no whatever you want in your janna you can have choice is yours choice is mine otherwise it's a i'm not talking about disobeying allah and doing haram and ending in jahannam i'm saying even if you are in janna because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that there are darajat in janna and he said the darajat in janna the sahaba rasulullah how do we understand this darajat in janna levels of janna he said it is like looking at the stars it's like looking at the stars he said you are sitting here in this janna it's janna only it's not jahannam it's janna but the next janna is like you see a star that far away that high up rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in one hadith he said as a man he will be sitting in his janna and he will feel a very beautiful and fragrant breeze that he never felt before we will ask the khuddam we will ask the, uh, the the servants where is this breeze from they will say this breeze is from the janna which is one level above yours only one level one level above yours so the man will say wallah that man whoever is there that woman who was there in the whoever the janna belongs to that person he must have done so many good deeds and so many wonderful things which i could not do in my life they will tell him no 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 they did not do anything more except one thing so what is the one thing he said they said subhanallah one time more than you that's it he said their that person's life and your your life is identical there is no difference no difference except one difference and that difference is one word of zikr 
One single word of zikr. One subhanallah more than you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is adil. So one subhanallah is one subhanallah. The value of that one subhanallah has to be given. Because this person said it one time more. Now what is that value? That value is, is a jannah one daraja higher. The reason I'm saying is, yesterday we said that somebody who comes to the masjid for salah, and that's not only salatul masjid, that's salah. For every step the person takes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases one daraja in jannah. For every step. And as I said, inshallah al-mustan, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make what I'm saying to be true. For those who are driving and coming, every turn of the wheel is equal to one step. Effectively, right? That's why I say come in small cars. They have smaller wheels, they revolve more. If you come in big cars, the bigger wheel revolves less. Huh? <laughs> one daraja more. Uh, there is a story which says that Sulaiman alayhi salam was going somewhere. With, on his, uh, his flying through the air. In whichever way he used to fly, Allah Alam. And he had, uh, obviously, I mean, he was a Nabi, he was a, an emperor, so obviously he wasn't traveling alone, so he had his whole entourage with him and his forge and the jinns and whatnot, right? So big, massive, uh, you know. So there was a farmer who was standing on the ground and he looked at Subhanallah, he looked at Subhanallah and said, Subhanallah. Looking at him and saying, this, look at this, this whole cavalcade and you know, what not. So, Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused Sulaiman salam to hear that. So, Sulaiman salam came down, he landed in front of that man. And he said to him, what did you say? Just now you said something, what did you say? The man got afraid, obviously, because <laughs> he's suddenly the you know, king in front of him and all the army and everything else. So he said, Wallah, I never said anything bad to you. You know, he said, Subhanallah so said, no, no, I'm not saying you said it. I just want to hear. What did you say? He said, I saw you going with all this glory and pomp and splendor that Allah has given you and all your army and everything else. And I looked at this and I said, Subhanallah. Sulaiman Islam said, Wallahi, by the one in whose hand is my soul. You are Subhanallah. You are one Subhanallah. Is better than everything I have. Huh? You are one Subhanallah. He said, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala caused me to hear this, so I came to tell you that you are one Subhanallah. The worth of that is more, and that is better than everything I have. All this, wealth, and wealth, and you know, power. Why, did, why does anyone have wealth? Money by itself is what? Supposing you have wealth. Supposing you have, supposing somebody gives you, you know, one trillion dollars. Right? One trillion dollars. Just imagine this. Seriously. People live like this. People actually live like this. One trillion dollars. But this one trillion dollars, and this is in one trillion dollars in gold, eh? not, not in... Uh, the Federal Reserve's uh, paper, which is worthless. I mean, actual gold. One trillion dollars worth of gold. Gold bricks and biscuits. But they give you this one trillion dollars. And this they give it to you in the middle of Fort Knox. 
with multiple securities and they say here is here is this trillion dollars and in the middle of the trillion dollars they put this fantastic double you know queen sized or king sized bed very comfortable and they said you will be given whatever food you like and then the door is locked you can sit here with your 1 trillion dollars you are the absolute owner of this 1 trillion dollars but you are inside this prison you are inside this prison and you are surrounded with this gold right so you are not being tortured and you are not being waterboarded or you know no nothing nobody is harming you you will be fed and so on and so forth you will be comfortable but that's it you can't leave this place tell me what good is that money you are the absolute owner of that no doubt about it you are the absolute owner of that but you can't spend it you can't use it what will you do eat the gold why does anyone want wealth people want wealth for the freedom it gives them if i have the money i can go where i want i can do what i want i can buy what i want i can live whichever way i want i can move from one country to another country citizenship rules don't apply nothing applies i want a british passport i give 2 million pounds i buy a british passport i want an american passport I, whatever i want i can do right i don't have to wait for uh, uh, queues in planes and what not private plane customs officer will come and check my passport uh, on the plane itself and that also my secretary will give it to him i walk off the plane i mean what does wealth give you wealth is supposed to give you power and supposed to give you freedom that is why people want wealth nobody wants wealth like i own a trillion dollars i'm sitting in the middle of a prison surrounded by my gold i mean nobody wants that so what did sulaiman al-salam had he had wealth and power and freedom and authority so when he saying my one subha you are one subhanallah is better than what i have is not talking about money he is talking about something which is far more important than money which is power money is nothing compared to power power is what people actually want money is a means of getting to not the only means but that's the one way of getting power otherwise without power what's the good of money without power you have money is like most of our or all all our middle eastern uh, countries uh, they are bank accounts they are not they are not economies you are sitting on that sea of oil but somebody else has access to it this is the issue the issue is the carpenter story the issue is what do we want to do with this time that has been given to us how do we want to use this time what kind of house do we want to build and as i remind myself when you allah has given us complete freedom and unlike the man unlike the carpenter who did not know that he was building his own house allah did not even leave that in as a mystery for us allah told us in advance now imagine if that carpenter had been told in advance if the man had told him look your terminal benefit is this house do whatever you want spend as much as you want what do you think the man would have done he would have built that house you know he maybe he would have built walls of gold or something god knows <laughs> because he got he, he, he had absolute freedom spend whatever you like build the most beautiful house in the world and this house will belong to you supposing the man had told him that in advance how would that carpenter have worked he would not have taken a single shortcut he would have used the best of materials he would have spent all the time and energy and all his talent to build the best house because he thought this is mine 
This is mine. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unlike the boss of the carpenter, he didn't keep it in suspense. He told us right now, this is your house. Build it whichever way you like. You want to go and live in a shack? That's up to you. But that shack is yours forever. There's no, nothing else happening after that. You want to live in a beautiful palace? That is also yours. That also is yours forever. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to make the right choices and to do that which is pleasing to him and which is beneficial for us. وَصَلَى اللَّهَ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ وَعَلَى عَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ